Welcome to Big Dog Ball Talk, everybody. Matt Eichhorn, Jordan Flegel, and uh, you know, I, I usually, you know, I think that I don't think either of us are really that fashionable. If I'm being 100% honest with you, Jordan, uh, I think in the end of the day, uh, our, our respective girlfriends probably dress us more than we dress ourselves. That's um, true. Uh, but I can tell that Annie didn't have any involvement in what you're wearing today. Um, for, Thank uh, for you. all of for all of our listeners, I mean, this is a uh, you know, you just gonna have to imagine this. Uh, so Flegel, it looks like he's He's had a shave recently, so he's just kind of got a little five o'clock shadow going. That's right. Uh, so he's looking a little bit younger. He's got a nice complexion going, uh, nice and uh, I'm not really sure but with the uh, like a hue, uh, a reddish hue, perhaps. Okay. Uh, and then some kind of a tie dye shirt, maybe. It almost looks like one of those shirts with a wolf on it uh, that you might find like a 45 year old like racist guy yeah, at his kids' uh, t-ball game. But there is no wolf. Just, just set the record mm. straight. Okay, so not, not as nice then. Um, but yeah, so uh, <laughs> I know I've already set the table. But then to cap it off, he has a. Uh, and for the record, if you've ever seen Mr. Jordan Flegel wear a uh, a baseball cap, he keeps trying to There's do nothing it. Like he's it. not allowed. No, oh, come it's on. horrible. It's a horrifying uh, thing to see. And he's wearing this. Oh. I'm assuming it has to be a retro, like some kind of vintage hat he found. Oh, and it's green. That's right. Yeah, it's and the green. one that it just looks black. Um, it's a green hat with a red apple logo and a black bill i mean i don't i don't think i've quite seen it's, it's anything a navy like blue, it's a navy blue bill okay Bruh, got, what the, where did you find this i don't know man some some vintage shop but uh i love it i think i look good uh you don't even want to see it turn backwards matt because that'll give you that'll give you chills i, I don't think you can handle that um <laughs> but uh you know I, I i'm i'm fashionable in my own way i always have been okay and you you were trying to copy my style in high school, Matt. I remember. Don't don't uh, don't try and trick these people. I was I was um I was ahead of the curve over there. I was, I was pretty <laughs> yeah. much um I was pretty much like the uh the the Comahobilis walking around with the Neanderthal. Sure. Um, actually, but hold on. Let me let me let me do this to my head. Uh, 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 no no no. I did that wrong. Habilis was <laughs> uh was after. I'm I'm Erectus. And, uh, you right. could be the Neanderthal, even though I'm 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 not honestly convinced that I don't have. You're Erectus this morning, Matt. I'm I'm well. I mean, most people are. Right. Um. Uh, I mean, males. I, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Do you uh, do you have like morning soupiness? I don't oh know. my uh, god! I, I, I doubt Alex. that we have. <laughs> I doubt that we have. Luckily, uh, we have no. Listeners. Yeah, female yeah. listeners. Thank God. If if I you mean, do, I'm. Please st- stick around. Um. I I don't know. <laughs> it gets. Better. I'll get a new host. Just let me know what you want mm-hmm, me to do mm-hmm. with Matt. Yeah, I'll 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 take a, a backseat role, I guess. Yes. Uh Happy International Women's Month. Yeah. Uh, I oh, is mean, it Jordan, a whole I'm month? Su- I, it's a whole month, man. I'm surprised that you didn't <laughs> want to give them that. I, oh, yeah, you, oh, you didn't I even mean, know well, that, man. I, they, did hey. get, they did get the day. I mean, what yes, else do they I, want? I, I well, <laughs> no, I just I didn't I didn't realize it was the the whole month. But uh, I, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I my girlfriend, I bought uh, her a bottle of wine on International Women's Day. I said I honored her and her uterus. So uh, you know, wow. I've done my I've done my part. Uh, I think, Good job, but man. I can keep it going for the whole month. Happy to do that. Yeah, you gotta keep go- keep loading it up, and you'll be uh, she'll be she'll be she'll never be sober again. That's right. Um, but everybody, uh, big dog ball talk, and uh, you know, yesterday was a there was only two games on yesterday, which was a little bit crazy. But one of the games was a game that the NBA was, even though Ben Simmons wasn't playing, they were willing and able to plug the absolute hell out of it, promote yeah. it, and convince and brainwash everybody that we were going to have some kind of a crazy instant classic game. <laughs> uh, and that's not exactly what we ended up getting, was it, Jordan? Um, no. It, it, it was uh, a complete absolute trouncing blowout uh definitely a shellacking mm-hmm. uh it was a, a horrible horrible game start to finish for the uh, the 76ers and uh it, the, the the funniest part you know playoff atmosphere the philly crowd is really into it they're going crazy before the game they're in the streets and this crowd they're just going nuts and then yep. you know in typical playoff fashion james harden starts off his night one shooting one for ten yeah yeah it's true it's it was it was crazy though. Like the energy in the building was kind of unlike any other regular season game this year. Like by far, sure, yeah. like it was it was really really actually exciting. Even in the lead up, like I I know the game turned out to be a disappointment, but that was the most kind of anticipation I felt for a basketball game in quite some time. So that felt good, and you could tell that you know the building was into it. But yeah, I mean 
it, it you could just tell right from the beginning Kyrie and KD were on a mission uh to mm-hmm. to come out there and I think it's harder to sort of fee- play with that passion and that like oh I've been scorned when you're like James Harden who you forced your way out of a situation no one really like screwed you over or anything but like if you're KD and Kyrie you can kind of you know you can kind of talk yourself into the fact that you know this asshole uh kind of dragged your season down a little bit uh and then you know played like shit and then wanted out and you can be a little bit mad about that and uh you know go out and uh have incredible games both of those guys um yeah. and uh i i just right away like i was talking about in our last pod when uh you know boston uh edged the nets in a close game when when tatum went for that you know 54 uh mm-hmm. i i my main takeaway was just how dangerous the the brooklyn offense looked and my god like with with Kevin Durant uh, going down and you know basically scoring at will. You've got Kyrie on the other wing, and then even guys like like Seth Curry uh, had an incredible game. Scored actually more than than uh, Irving did. His that guy revenge, was talking his shit. Yeah, his revenge game against his father in law. That's the other thing about this whole like matchup. There's so many more like layers than even just mm-hmm. like the top layer. Like there's obviously uh, Katie and Kyrie versus. Um, uh, versus Harden now. You've got KD and Embiid jawing again this game. They've got a history at jawing at each other. Yeah, yeah. You've got Seth Curry against his literal father-in-law who traded him, uh, you know, and everyone else on that bench and that team that, that he's used to. Um, and then I I kind of forgot about this. And, uh, like, I know Embiid and Drummond played together uh, for the early start of this year. They played really well. But remember, they had their kind of mini beef. Oh, yeah. Like uh, they... Embiid said that he <laughs> loves when he gets to play against Drummond because he's know, horrible. He's, he's always gets in his head and... He, yeah. You troll him online. Honestly, I th- feel like that's when Andre Drummond's career really started to kind of go down, yeah. downhill. Not that it, you know he's had a bad career since then, but I think people really adjusted their expectations of what type of you know center he could be. Because you know, early in Drummond's career, people thought he could be you know one of the premier centers uh, in the league. He got paid like one. Um, well, because they were like, oh, hey man, this guy averages 15 rebounds a yeah, game and has exactly. like uh, you know two blocks. Maybe he must be doing something right. And then they actually started watching his games and like, oh, he just stands under the yeah. rim, eh? And yeah. He's just big, and it's like, well, oh, okay, yeah, he's definitely not worth the the price tag uh, or his old price tag at least. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, people definitely got uh, the the stat sheet watchers definitely got fooled by him. No, no, no question. Oh, for sure. But like even just that matchup being reignited again, uh, you know, seeing them guard each other a little bit in this game, and then you know even. You can go even further. I mean, Blake Griffin versus Doc. Blake Blake doesn't really, uh, you know, play much these days. But, you know, nope. in a heated, contested series, I could see, uh, you know, those two uh, getting into it. Uh, you know, Doc Rivers, former coach. Um, and there's just so many, so many mini kind of storylines. So I just loved it. Th- this was one you, you really had to, you know, the, the game itself wasn't uh, the the kind of exciting bit, uh, unfortunately. No. But everything surrounding it still was, uh, you know, pretty awesome. And, yeah, for Brooklyn... Uh, just looked offensively like like a juggernaut. I'm I'm really uh, really kind of high on them and getting higher, especially seeing them like this without Ben Simmons at all. I mean, all Ben Simmons really has to do um, for them to be a, a a decent team is to to come back and not screw anything up. Um, and Literally, he, yeah. Like, but. Uh, I, I do think they're going to need him to make a deep playoff push because they don't have that kind of versatile defender. But I, I don't see why he can't be that guy for them. Like, I, they, they really, he, he really is in the perfect spot coming into a team where he doesn't have to score a single bucket and they'll be fine. They don't need an ounce of offense from Ben yeah. Simmons. So he doesn't have to worry about that. And I think that's the best situation he can be in because then he'll surprise you offensively. You know, he'll get a dunk every once in a while. He'll, you know, uh, get guys involved. We know he's a good passer. So as long as he's in a good headspace, uh, I think he can come in and, and be a plus for them. Um, and on the Sixers side, you know, Embiid had a good game, but James Harden, playoff playoff beard, uh, came early this year. Uh, my God, he, he hit the first kind of really nice step back three. I think that was the one to, to pass Reggie Miller for, uh, what is it, third all-time uh, third in, all in three-point yeah. makes. Which is uh, nuts. You never think of James Harden as like the, the three-point shooter, but I mean, when he was putting up all you know, the 30, <laughs> 30, 35 yeah. plus shots a game uh, back at Houston, one of those MVPs, I mean, he just happened to be nailing so many. I mean, those Houston teams were also insane. Matt, Mike yeah. D'Antoni yeah. just getting them to shoot like, 55 they were breaking the three point uh yes, a record yeah. like like the three points attempted or three points made by a team 
every single night it felt like yeah no it was it was insane so you know he'll, he'll i'm i'm sure eventually i i i guess he still has to pass ray and then it's steph right yeah yeah so yeah yep. i'm sure he'll pass ray um i haven't yeah, looked yeah. Uh, exactly at the numbers but yeah i think it'll be you know coming up soon here steph and then and then harden at two um probably still way behind steph obviously oh, but yeah, uh yeah. But uh, yeah, he, he was just, after that, you know, he had an okay kind of start to the game. It was really fun to see Harden and Kyrie guarding each other. I loved that uh, at the beginning of this game. But uh, he just wasn't wasn't being aggressive, uh, kind of looked, I, I don't know, just every time James Harden has a bad performance in a big game, it, it, it looks not just that he's bad, but he, he's not really like trying that hard. Like, I, no, I, it he, just doesn't seem like he's he, exerting himself that much. He can't bounce back. Once no. he hits, once you once you hit a, the beard with some adversity, and he's not getting the thing that, uh, like the ball to drop, he's not getting the calls the way he wants to be getting them. Then he he folds into himself. Uh, yeah. He he does that every single time. He folds like the Chris Dollar bills that he places in, uh, you know, <laughs> late, late, the the strippers wow. that he sees the the night before. Very good. Uh, but uh, it's it, no, it's it's brutal to watch uh, 76ers basketball at times uh, now yeah. with uh, Embiid and Harden teamed up because uh, you know as much as they do have uh, you know their highlights here and there uh, and Joel Embiid had a ludicrous ludicrous 19 free throws attempted in the first half. Um, <laughs> that's for one guy. Teams yeah. teams for an entire game sometimes don't get yep. 20 free throws. And one guy getting 19, like, yes, as much as and I, I've talked about this before, like this game, there was no reason that Joel Embiid should have got 19 free throws. No. Uh, you know, like, uh, and then James Harden, he only got the two, so maybe he was just, uh, they were getting all the makeup calls sent over there. But, I mean, again, as you said, he shot three for 17. Um, this is literally the most classic James Harden performance that we've seen in a while. Uh, yep. You know, it's almost refreshing to know that something's never changed. Yeah, yeah uh, in, in this crazy, crazy world where it feels like nothing's the same one day after another. You know, at least we know that James Harden will croak when it comes to the big games. Yes. Um, and it's uh, you know, I, I again for for Embiid's sake, because you know, as much as I'm shitting on the fact that he was getting kind of babied and handled a lot of these calls out here, uh, you know. I do hope that Harden kind of comes together, and you know, if they if this is you know a possible you know uh, Eastern Conference final or mm-hmm. something, uh, you know, depending on the way that the East ends up shaking out here, uh, you know, I, I would love it to be competitive, like six seven game series. But yeah. when I think about this matchup, and then you throw Ben Simmons on the yeah. other team as well, yeah. <laughs> this is gonna be like it's a thirty point blowout. It's gonna be forty five next time. It's <laughs> yeah. not. This is not. Uh, this is not a good trend, and I know that you know. Again, uh, Brooklyn was really, really giving their all, and I think that yeah. once they kind of, uh, you know, they got up to that early lead in the first quarter, I think that you know the, the Nets just couldn't respond. Harden wasn't there enough, uh, and they just don't have that supporting cast besides Embiid and Harden that uh, can really make a difference uh, right now. Um, so it was kind of over. Uh, yeah. And after after the first quarter, and you know, you see that happen in basketball. Uh, sometimes you know a team just has your number from the opening tip, and then you can't do really too much to. To, to, to falter that off the yeah. scary part is though you know the, the 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 nets if they decide to be motivated like this they get ben simmons back you know let's say uh you know optimistically uh in eight to ten days yeah. uh and maybe we'll even put those as business days there's not that much uh, left of the season here uh i'm pretty much just a, a month left but yep uh, i mean if, if if he can come back and you know they can keep up this pace that they're at who knows? I mean, the, the Raptors lead's not safe there. They no. just got Fred Van Vliet back, which is huge, huge, yes. huge. Uh, but still without OG, you know, uh, they're, 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 they've kind of, you know, they've had a uh, a, a bit of a, a downward spiral yeah, here. They, yeah, uh, they haven't been playing great. Yeah. And I, I, I think that, you know, this is something they're watching, all that, and they kind of mentioned on the broadcast as well, um, you know, the Nets could try to aggressively push for that seven seed because if they yep. play, uh, if they finish eighth, then they're really at that disadvantage that we talked about uh, in previous episodes. If they play in Toronto and then yeah. they don't have Kyrie for any of the the playing tournament, um, yeah. so it's a it's it's a weird situation for them. Uh, and to be fair, I actually and no one's really talked about it because again, nobody actually asks anybody who's in Toronto about you know what's going on in Canada. Yeah. Um, our all of our mask mandates are being lifted in about a week, um, yeah. week and a half. So I'm confused. Will Kyrie not be able to play then in Toronto? Yeah, I, I don't. I, I don't, think he might be able to well, by the time that the play-in tournament happens, because it'll be a couple weeks after that. Because I think that they're lifting the mask mandate and then they're lifting uh, uh their the, the yeah, entire by April, like, social distancing. Everything. Yeah, 
So yeah. I think that he might actually be able to play come Toronto, but nobody knows it yet because they're not asking anybody. In Toronto. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we might be breaking some news here. You know, I, I don't know who at ESPN, uh, all you guys down yeah. there. Any, um, all, all of our American listeners. Yeah, Kyrie probably playing in Toronto. Yeah, I, I mean, I it just would be um, a little bit, it, it would be strange if he wasn't able to, considering what's mm-hmm. happening. Like, just, I, I don't that know would, if Unless it's like an so, NBA call. Like, yeah, I don't, well, that's the thing that I'm thinking. Like, there might be some rule that, you know, that, you know, Canada as a whole has made an agreement, you know, with the NBA or sports leagues uh, about this. And, uh, you know, who knows? Uh, but it, just in terms of whether or not, you know, it makes sense for him in the bigger context of what's happening, uh, if, yeah. if we're literally not even giving proof of vaccination anymore to go into a restaurant or anything, we don't have mask mandates or any COVID rules, then it doesn't really make sense why no. uh, Kyrie Irving can't come and play basketball. So, um, international travel only thing i can think of i guess yeah but even or... that like I, I i know tons of people who are you know co- going in and out of canada r- right now um and don't even have to take you know tests uh depending on where they're going now i i think maybe in certain sec- uh, situations you do have to you know get a negative pcr to get back in but mm-hmm. I'm, i i in any case all the restrictions uh, across the board are being loosened uh and you know very you know it, it's been a steady sort of phase out and yeah by the time the playing games are going on um it, it just won't make sense to to keep him out um yeah. uh, of a game in toronto so so you're right yeah like i i think uh by then he, he should be cleared and uh i again we, we know what's going on in, in canada i don't know what's going on in new york state but like if if canada the the place with that's had uh, you know in uh, specifically ontario the place with however many goddamn lockdowns we've had like if we're yeah, loosening yeah. restrictions um i'm a little bit surprised that uh new york is kind of behind us if if that's what's happening i think yeah i think mostly they've got uh uh like the the sort of masking mandate because because we, we talked about it a few podcasts back about them uh, eventually phasing it out mm-hmm. but um it, it feels like the situation's you know generally improving in most places so so we'll see i'm, I'm just hoping you know by the sort of you know a week leading up to the plan uh that in both places you know Kyrie's cleared to play because you saw you saw um you know in this game last night and then in the the 50 piece that he dropped uh, a, a few few games ago um, yep. Kyrie is just one of the most skilled guys at the point guard position we've ever seen i might even call him uh, you know, greatness and sort of career and resume aside, I might put him as like my most skilled point guard ever, just in terms of what he can do yeah. uh, offensively. He's definitely in that conversation, no no doubt. I mean, like, he's, he's literally dropping 50 as a part-time job. Yeah, and, you know, he can get to the rim. He can sh- has an insane variety, uh, an array of moves, you know, in the mid-range. When you're talking about like footwork, it's Kobe-esque sometimes. He's so shifty. Uh, his handles are one of the best. And he can, you know, yep. stretch you out all the way to three. He doesn't really shoot that deep three, uh, you know, as much as like Dame and, and Steph do. But uh, I've seen it hit him hit deep threes plenty of time. Trust me, he can do it. Um, so like th- this guy, he's, he's just so special. Um, and, you know, that's uh, a lot of the pundits were kind of saying that Stephen A. Smith said it made him sick, uh, you know, the 50 point game because, uh, you know, he's being robbed of Kyrie basketball. And, you know, I, I agree. I, I just want him out there on the court because um, as much as he's maybe the most frustrating guy ever, he, he's uh, still one of the most skilled guys ever. So uh, hopefully that's the situation. And yeah, the, the Nets are looking scary. And I, I was just like thinking about it, you know, today, kind of going over my notes while watching these highlights again. Uh, I think some people were kind of putting the the Nets and the Lakers in sort of similar situations, like these title favorites that are now down and out and have no chance. I never put the Nets in that category because I I, no, I always no. thought no matter what the hell else is going on around those two guys, KD and Kyrie on a court together, uh, you know, as an offensive duo, one of the best, uh, you know, you you can put together in the league right now. And these guys are scary. I, I'd be I'd be really scared to face these guys in the playoffs. For sure. Well, I mean, the Lakers, they weren't down because of injuries. They were down because they well, sucked. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so that, that, that wasn't the Nets problem. They didn't suck. They uh, they just, you know, nobody was healthy at the same time. Kyrie wasn't out there. Uh, yeah. A little bit more difficult. Definitely a different situation. Uh, it was one of your trivia questions uh, about a month or two ago. Lowest seed to ever win a title. The, the Dallas yeah. Mavericks, the number three seed. Second I mean, lowest. You... Second lowest. The, the Rockets go. We're number six. Oh yes, yes, yes. But, yes, but yeah, you're right. right. But still, the, set, yeah. there's, the the Nets are probably going to finish seven or eight, so that's going to yeah. be uh, that record. New record. If I if I if I did the trivia, I'd still get the question wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, to, to shift our focus here to the late night game from uh, from Thursday night, uh, the Golden State Warriors uh, getting the the clutch W over the Denver Nuggets and uh, the possible uh, MVP Nikola Jokic here. Um, and you know, he did his thing. Uh, 
man, the rest of the Nuggets kind of suck. Oh. Um, and, uh, you know, the, 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 we'll, we'll get to them in just kind of a minute, but, you know, just to overhaul the game. I mean, it was really back and forth. Uh, you know, the Warriors, uh, they were up uh, to start. Then the, the Nuggets kind of controlled the second and third and most of the fourth. And then, you know, uh, they, they, the, the Warriors just kind of started hitting their shots. Steph kind of caught a little bit of fire. Uh, Clay yeah. actually finally had a couple nice plays yeah. down the stretch. Uh, he had that nice take at the rim uh, right past Aaron Gordon, uh, which I, I couldn't believe wasn't an and one. But, you know, he, he flexed on him after and kept on going. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it was a great game to watch uh overall especially it was a good palate cleanser after the the nets and 76ers yeah. game that uh we had to watch um but the uh yeah the, the the nuggets defense there at the end i don't know what they were thinking like i i i like i don't know if uh you know, that, that was i don't know if that was just the game plan or if that was the game plan not executed correctly i because obviously they were trying to run some kind of a trap or a double yeah. team on Steph, but you can't really do that when you're the guy coming off is coming off of Jordan Poole, who's the second best three point shooter right now. Like honestly, yep. honestly I, like he's probably more dangerous to when he's got the ball in the perimeter than Clay is at this yep. current juncture. Yeah. So I'm like, what? And then and then Jordan Poole knocks down both of them. He hits the one yep. to put them up, and then he hits the dagger, and he's going crazy saying money, money, money. And it's like, he's well, of wide course open. it's money. He's wide open two two times he, in a row. Like I I, I hear I, it's true because you know you're you're trying to you, Steph draws all this attention, and Clay was running these kind of like pin down kind of actions too so they were yeah they got all confused you know it's it's classic sort of steve kerr stuff you got to give their warriors their credit for getting a guy that wide open but yeah you you can't no matter what your game plan is you can't leave a good three-point shooter wide open two times in a row to to basically seal the game well he pretty much didn't even have to do anything he just stood there his man took off and then he just got the ball right away because steph you know is an excellent point guard and facilitator he knows you know when the double comes get like move the ball there's no point yeah Uh, especially when you're that deep out he fucking finds pool and it wasn't even like one of those times you know where pool he catches it and has to shoot right away because there's help coming he already caught it dribbled like it was like a free throw like it looked like he was just warming up in, a, in practice or something i was like this is brutal like if yeah. you're a nuggets fan those are the worst ones because you just have to sit there and watch and you're like okay well it's gonna go like there's no like no no nba player especially like a, a shooter is gonna miss a like a wide open like layup essentially that's what it is in the nba today a, yeah. a three-point shot like that is a layup um so i that defense aside like the Nuggets, their team as a whole, when I watch it, it's like Monte Morris, your second best player, maybe Aaron Gordon. Uh, it's it's not a good look right now. No. Like again, like it's the Jokic like, heavy, heavy on the Jokic yeah. man. Yeah, like Jokic has done everything he possibly can and more to keep this team competitive. And I still do think they're competitive because, again, this would be a playoff series. Uh, but yep. this was at home. Uh, I think this would have been a big win, uh, you know, especially momentum wise, if these two teams do end up uh, matching up against each other in the playoffs, which, you know, more often uh, are more likely than not uh, yeah. that, that that's going to happen. Uh, but this doesn't help Jokic's MVP case, in my opinion, you know, down in that second half, especially the third quarter, he couldn't buy a bucket. It was really yeah. only in the end. Like, again, I feel like, you know, maybe I'm maybe I'm talking myself into being a fan of his Kevon Looney was yeah. playing his goddamn heart out yeah. uh, to, to lock up uh, Jokic there. He, uh, every single time he Jokic would go for a shot, the, they would uh, they he would get stopped, and then he would just, like, stop. He wouldn't even follow. He would be a four yeah. on five. He would just stand on the other end and just be, like, holding his shoulder, sucking in air. It was yeah. pretty crazy. <laughs> like, like Looney was, uh, he, like, he probably had to go get an IV or something after uh, the, 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 get the yeah. defibrillator or something out uh, after the game because, yeah, he, Jokic really warmed into the ground. But he, he did a good job, uh, all things considered, especially in the second half there, uh, to kind of, uh, you know, get the reigning MVP under wraps. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's it, I, I think that even if, you know, I, I I really don't see much of a difference happening even if, Michael Porter Jr. does come back for the playoffs. Uh, and only him. I think Jamal yeah. Murray is really the only one who's going to make the difference. Because yeah, I me think too. while I was watching it, you know, I'm like, what happens if you just have Michael Porter Jr. here? How different is this team? Not really that different. Because he doesn't, yeah. like, I think we all need temporary expectations for him. No, he hasn't really proven himself at any point of, like, ever. Because a lot of people, you know, we always say, uh, like, you know, if you're going to compare who's better, people always give the benefit of the doubt to the guy who has more upside or potential. But if we're just talking right now, this game happening, not how this game could develop him to be five games from now. We're talking about one game and one game only. Michael Porter Jr. is not really that much better even than Aaron Gordon at times. 
Uh, no. You know, unless he's really on and he's hitting his shot and he's being aggressive. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, we, we haven't really seen many games like that from him. Uh, like, we've seen those flashes, as we talk about with these young guys that have potential. But I, I, I just don't think that Michael Porter Jr. is even going to be the savior here. I think they need kind of a, uh, you know, a dynamic scorer and facilitator to kind of take more. Like, I think that's the biggest thing is, you know, facilitator to take pressure off of, uh, of yeah. Jokic. And that's Jamal Murray. But again, we we aren't really sure if he's going to come back. I think if either one of them is to, I think it's more likely that it's MPJ from the reports that I'm hearing at least. Yeah, yeah, it, it, that that's that seems to be the case for sure. And I I do think I do think he would make their team better, but um, it, I I do agree it it won't really change the outlook of their team. I think it would slightly raise their their ceiling um, because I like Jokic can just get so much out of a guy like more than more than I think. You know, you you would you would expect uh, no matter who the guy is, whether it's a young guy or even a veteran, like uh, guys like Austin Rivers have have come in and you know played really well, uh, you know, yep, yep. with the Nuggets um, after you know having a bit of a kind of journeyman career. Like I, I think Jokic just knows how to take advantage of whatever your skill is, and and Michael Porter Jr. is just you know so big and. Uh, a guy who, while he's not the most consistent shooter, you know, he can knock down shots, you know, from three, from the mid-range. So I, I do think they would be a, a pretty significantly better team, but I, I don't think it would really change how far they would go in the end. I think, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I agree, it would be uh, getting a healthy Murray back who can actually, you know, run a dangerous pick and roll with uh, Jokic as, you know, the roller, the popper, whatever you want to call it, or those inverted pick and rolls they used to run with Jokic as the ball handler. And then, you know, Murray, uh, you know, spraying out to the wings uh, and a guy who can really get other guys involved and run the offense effectively when Jokic sits down. I mean, you saw at the end of this game, uh, Jokic sat down in the late third into the early fourth and the, the Nuggets looked like a, a rec league team. Like the, the Warriors yeah, were doing yeah. whatever the hell they want. Like Jokic cannot sit down for a single second. Uh, they they just get absolutely destroyed, the Nuggets do. Especially like a team like, uh, you know, the, the Warriors. You could tell they, they were out for blood in those minutes and, and just kind of ran up the score. And, and that's, that's what I'd be worried about too with a team like this, with Jokic in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It's just so easy to load up on one guy. And you, we've seen Jokic get really frustrated in the past when things don't go his way. You know, when he starts yep. to lose... He starts to have a little, you know, tantrum. Uh, it kind of reverts back to the old, uh, old kind of uh, chubbier Jokic, uh, you know, from from uh, uh, elementary school. You know, kind of has little tantrums and gets thrown. Has an Eric game. Cartman vibe to him. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and and I love it. I, I love how competitive he is. It, it's great. But you know, he's he's we, we've seen, especially in the playoffs. Yeah, when when things kind of start slipping out of reach for him, he kind of loses his cool. Um, and I think that's just bound to happen again uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. because it's just so easy, you know, over the course of a seven game series, if you're another team to, to, to load up on him and uh, you know, you're, you're never going to stop what he does. He still had a good game tonight uh, or, or Thursday night. His shot really wasn't falling. I think he went 0 for 8 from three, um, which uh, also kind of hurts him, uh, you know, in, in games like this, he, he, he's really effective when he can kind of stretch those big guys out um, and, you know, make, make them pay for sort of slacking off of him. But in, in, in the playoffs, I would just be worried about him kind of losing steam um, and, and the rest of these guys just not being able to, to pick up the slack. So uh, I, I think, uh, unfortunately, like it's already late enough in the year, even if, yeah, MPJ comes back, somehow Murray comes back, I, I, I think it would be too much kind of change to try and implement to actually make a deep run this year. But like, like kind of everyone's been saying for a while, a healthy team, uh, you know, a few more good players around Jokic. Uh, I think this guy's destined for greatness. Like he's, mm-hmm. he's incredible. Like literally every sort of good offensive thing that the, that the Nuggets do starts with him. Like even if that's, you know, him getting a hockey pass, um, him sort of drawing attention, you know, and then Morris driving it in on the other side, like whether or not he's directly assisting a basket or not, he has his hands on literally every single yeah. offensive possession uh you know for for this nuggets team and and uh like i said when when he sits they they just fall apart but people uh, are saying he could be the one of the he could be the best player on the planet right now i i it, i i wouldn't quite go that far but i i i think he's sneaking up into the conversation and i think he definitely needs uh to be like 
sort of right firmly in the MVP mix this year. Whether or not you have him mm-hmm. number one, uh, you know, I, I I get arguments for and against, but he's he's been one of the best players. I'd say one of the three best players in the league this year, uh, no question. But uh, for sure, like yeah. uh, he he def- definitely just needs more help if if they're going to make a, a deep run. But you know, uh, depending on the matchup, I, I think. Even this Warriors team, like they they put Looney out there because they had to. They were running kind of some smaller ball lineups earlier. With I think Bielitsa got some minutes earlier in this game, Um, and you know uh, uh, Kaminga trying to do his best play playing kind of like a small ball. Uh, kind of five out there and uh, Jokic really was kind of picking these guys apart early Denver was getting a whole bunch of dunks um, because you know Jokic uh, made the right reads and and the the Warriors were kind of scrambling so uh, I I wouldn't I I wouldn't put it past the Nuggets to make any series they're in pretty competitive and and maybe win a first round series depending on the matchup but when when you get into the yeah the 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 heavyweights out west I I just think it's too much of a load for Jokic to carry uh, with the Jokicets this year but um Hell of a game, and you know, on the on the Warriors side, I I think Clay Thompson did actually look like himself a little bit there towards the end yeah. of that game, or started to look more like himself, I, sh- I should say. And uh, offensively and defensively, I think he's getting his legs under him a little bit more. You know, you could you can see him getting a few more kind of takeaways, better defensive plays, and just playing more kind of in the flow of things. Um, still still kind of not not the best shooting shooting performance overall. Seven for 20 um, isn't great, um, but mm-hmm. uh, he, he really contributed to winning down the stretch, I think. And, uh, you know, you, you see it too, like whether or not Clay is Clay, people still respect him uh, at the end of the game. For people sure. still know yeah. what he does. And, you know, loading up on Clay and Steph uh, is what led led to those, you know, open open pool threes that, that ended up winning it for the Warriors here. So, uh, again, once they get Draymond back, if he looks healthy, they'll still be a tough out too. There's a lot of good teams out west, and uh, this was just a you know really really good game uh, down to the wire here. Uh, and then I want to give one one stud and one dud real quick. Uh, stud Jonathan Kaminga. Uh, he's been what a awesome. dunk he had, eh? Uh, yeah, that. that oh. He's he's such an interesting player, man. I I. He's, the, I can't I'm believe the right warrior, this Warriors team has has this such a like fun uh you know rookie. It, it's insane. They've got a young Andre Iguodala. That's what they yep. got, man. Uh, yep. Just he's play. He's a little bit bigger. Um, yep. And I honestly, you know, I'm I'm I'm, uh, I'm gonna say it right now. He'll be a future big dog of the month, which we're gonna get to a little bit later in the podcast. Oh, yeah. I, I'm calling it. He'll be he'll be there. He'll be there. Um, and uh, I, I the the dud though, because uh, I got again. I said I got to hold him accountable. Wiggins, man. At this point, you are going to be the worst all-star starter in <laughs> history, in man. NBA history. You're going to be it. This is not good for your fucking legacy, man. You got now. You have to win Finals MVP, or else you might as well just retire. Um, I, Did you yeah, hear I'm, that? This, you hear this that, Wig- Andrew? Yeah, Finals I know MVP he's listening. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, this is brutal, man. Three for eleven shooting. I mean, he had five assists. Whatever. They probably were just passing, and Steph happened to pull up for three. Um, <laughs> fucking Wiggins, man. Make me look like an idiot. Um, uh, but I, and also, man, just to end off uh, before we move on to the next segment of the show, um, you know, I just want to say this, and I mean this respectfully. Uh, you know, I'm not big into kids. Uh, I, I don't, I don't care for them. I worked as a. I mean, wow. we've said this before. Jordan and I both worked uh, with as day camp counselors, different camps. Uh, Jordan's was definitely a little bit nicer than mine. Um, yeah. The uh, a little weirder, uh, but yeah, yeah, definitely a little bit weirder. Um, it was kids or whatever when you can actually like you have authority over them when they're not they suck i don't give two shits about this little girl who because again i i I don't know how much you caught in the live broadcast they had this little girl who and it it was a sad thing i mean i saw it on twitter uh you know that she she's from the i'm trying to think where she's from um i would say that maybe it was minnesota so i I don't know i don't think it was uh but she saved up her money she's the big world's biggest steph curry fan they saved up her money and they went to uh the last warriors game and uh you know she wanted to see steph and then steph was resting he was a dnp right and then so they see that and they go oh man uh we feel so bad for this little girl we're gonna give her tickets to the the nuggets game and it's like well okay you know what that that's a that's a class act that's nice uh you know no 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 qualms about that they show the clip of it uh they show the clip of that before hand uh actually you know she is from denver i think because they played them on monday okay Um, yeah so but either way um i was just like okay that's 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 great and whatever 
But then they just kept showing her on the broadcast. Every <laughs> fucking five seconds. They showed her Matt, as the buzzer on. was dwindling down. I don't care. I don't care. I don't Matt, care. Get, if that's the get... biggest story for the game, then this is a bad time for NBA basketball. If the best thing that an <laughs> NBA broadcast team can think of is, oh, let's just keep showing this girl that is just in the crowd, like for Steph Curry. Like It wasn't like Steph Curry went and hit back those back-to-back threes. It was wide open Jordan Poole threes. Why are we showing this? I, I, again, that's just my – people that work in the sport media industry – they just like to rely on the most easy thing, and then they just coast on it. It's like you got to be diverse, you know. Keep the keep us entertained. This is not. Uh, Show me a grown man. Watch. I want. I want to see a grown man too. Come on, maybe, you know, sw- switch it up a little bit. But Matt, th- sure, yeah, I think, yeah. I think you've got you've got baby fever, man. This is the the point no, in a man's life me, when uh, no, you, no. you just start seeing babies everywhere. You're trying to watch basketball, babies. You're gonna see a baby, like three babies on the street today, man. You gotta you gotta Dribbling get it going. That means you're. I think that means you're ovulating or, or something like that. I'll, I'll get back to you about it, but yeah. You, Jupiter's in Jupiter's in retrograde, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's making me feel crazy. Um, <laughs> but uh, the, to move on, the the Phoenix Suns officially the first NBA team this season to clinch a playoff spot. Uh, not go. surprising, they are uh, they're they're way up and away uh, the, the best team right now, record wise, and uh, you know likely uh, skill wise as well as far as things have gone. Uh, you know they clinched it after the the dominating win over the Miami Heat on uh wednesday night it's impressive uh, uh, and, no, uh, nothing to slouch at there the heat of no. uh, you know one of the best teams in the league that was that really kind of shocked me i know the heat didn't have you know a lot of their kind of main guys are missing um yeah no jimmy, jimmy butts um but uh my god uh, and, and booker obviously came back but but you know first game back re- really impressive win for the for those guys for sure. Well, I mean, yeah, Devin Booker almost triple doubles in that game, which is yeah. not really something that you think of him uh, as, you know, facilitating whatnot. But I mean, again, that's that that, that Chris Paul effect. He's uh, he's not there, so Devin Booker gets to show what he's uh, he's all about. Yeah. Um, but to, to you know, we we and we've talked about the Suns. Even a, a recent memory, we've talked about them a lot. Uh, you know, their strengths. Uh, you know, for all of our listeners, you know, you you probably know how we feel about the Suns. Um, but you know. How big of a you know strategic impact do you think that clinching the playoffs uh, at this point you know going to be very early on? Like I don't know who is next in line. I don't think anybody again is very close to because uh, yeah. you know the East is so close. Nobody's really going to be able to clinch uh, anything for a while. Yeah, uh, yeah, and then you know the Grizzlies are and the Warriors are at the, pretty much the same. They, they have the exact same record right now. Yeah. Uh, and even them, they you know eight eight and a half games back of the Suns. It's going to be a while. You know. This is a perfect, perfect situation for the Suns now. They yes. have such a lead over uh, the, the next team. They pretty much, like, they haven't clinched the first seed, but more or less they've clinched the first seed. Uh, yeah. You know, if you're the Suns, do you start resting, you know, guys? Like, I mean, you've already had, you know, CB3's had his thumb injury. Devin Booker had COVID. Uh, you know, do you want to see them kind of get a little bit more rest uh, down the stretch here? You know, or, you know, even giving guys like campaign uh, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, even JaVale McGee, some of these, uh, the, the, the older guys that they've got. Uh, you know, just to give them, uh, you know, some more time to breathe, rest those legs, that so they're fresh for the playoffs. I, w- I would definitely uh, rest any of your old guys, uh, you know, that, that you feel so inclined to rest. Uh, the good thing about the Suns is they don't have that many old guys to rest. Like, I, I don't think sure. it's a situation like, like a team like the Heat with, you know, a lot of veteran guys who, uh, you know, I think to, to get the most out of them in the playoffs, they'll need some you know, m- more rest will be better. But, like, I don't think Devin Booker needs any rest. I, I don't think my, uh, Mikhail Bridges needs uh, rest going into the playoffs or Aiton or, you know, uh, uh, Shamit. Like, they've got so yep. many kind of young up-and-coming guys that I think they they don't they don't uh, really need to rest. And I think more kind of reps, game reps, especially without Chris Paul, like where these guys have more responsibility to shoulder will actually be a better strategy going into the playoffs. But, you know, I, I think... Chris Paul being out right now uh, is kind of, you know, again, knock on wood that he can come back fully healthy from this injury, but it's kind of a blessing in disguise getting him this sure. late season rest. He can come back in whenever he's ready, you know, maybe with a few games left in the regular season, make sure he's got, you know, his his legs back underneath him. Hopefully, you know, the good thing too is with a hand injury, he can stay fit, you know, lower body fit. He, he's not going to, you know, be off his legs for any period of time. Like he can still be running and, you know, keep his, you know, endurance cardio up because you know that i think that's going to be the or or that normally is the the big thing sort of change from regular season to playoffs it, mm-hmm. every possession is just so much more intense you got to be more uh you know physically ready for it and obviously chris paul knows what it takes uh and he can kind of wor- work his way up into better shape as the season goes on or the postseason goes on i should say but um you know i i think 
him getting rest, he's the he's the one guy that I that you know I, I think on this Phoenix team, like he him being as rested as humanly possible is the most important thing, you know, for the Suns. So he can have another sure. sort of, you know, really kind of commanding playoff run, like the guy we saw last year who was toying with the Nuggets and having, you know, higher scoring games than anyone expected. I, I think you really need that if you're Phoenix. But for these other guys, uh, give them the reps. Give Mikhail Bridges the reps. Uh, let Devin Booker go out. I mean, he's had a little bit of rest now. I'm sure he's ready to to get back into the swing of things. Um, and you know, if if you want to rest your you know your campaigns, your JaVale McGee's a little bit, uh, Biombo, uh, you you have complete freedom to do that. I I think if you're the Suns, you just kind of listen to your guys. Uh, you know, see who's uh, whose energy is where. Um, and mm-hmm. at this point, you can literally rest whoever the hell you want because they've uh, shown that they can win without their two best and most important players. Uh, so you know, filtering. Uh, Whoever in and out of the lineup really won't affect them. So yep. I, I totally agree. They've, they've done such a good job this year of putting themselves in the best position to now kind of coast a little bit. Uh, I think the rest of the season pretty much gravy. They're probably going to walk into a few wins, um, you know, as as some other teams kind of shut it down slash, you know, the, uh, other teams might be resting players as well. Um, and so yep. I, I think the Suns uh, are, are going to cruise. I think they've, you know, pr- pretty easily and handily here locked up the first seed. And it's all going to be about Chris Paul's health. Uh, it's just just uh, for him coming back healthy, getting a few games under his belt, um, and then watch out for the Suns, man, my guys. Sure. Well, it's uh, you know they they've got 16 games, if my math serves me correctly. There, uh, 16 games left uh, on the schedule, and uh, they're only seven wins away uh, from hitting 60 wins. Uh, we kind of talked about it before. I, I could, think they'll they, do they, it. They, I think 65 wins is in play. I think that they could win 12 of those yeah. uh, those last 16. It's definitely possible for the Suns team, and I think that you know what. I think a little bit they want to get that because as we yeah. talked about before, the younger teams, you know, they want to, you know, make a name for themselves. They want to set themselves apart from the pack. I mean, 60 wins this year is already going to be like really impressive really? When, when you consider how close, you know, the upper echelon uh, of the league. Like they're like the A, like they're yeah. sitting above the rest. And then yeah. there's a lot of teams in the B tier, but they're the only A tier. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I'm, I'm interested to see, you know, how far that they'll they'll get uh when it comes to wins i mean 60 is a lock but uh you know i'm i'm, I'm curious to see i think 65 is going to be uh, you know if i'm if i was an odds maker right now i'd be setting yeah. a line at 64 and a half total wins and um, 65 win teams uh usually go on to either make the finals or, or win the championship like that, yeah that's a, a pretty good benchmark um i know we talked about the the chris paul james harden 2017 uh rockets mm-hmm. who are a 65 win team who Yes, they didn't win, but took the Warriors at their peak to uh, a game seven at home in Houston. Uh, that they should have probably won. To, yes, <laughs> with, with that Daryl Morey will go to his grave, uh, you know, saying his computer simulations. You do that a hundred times, uh, you know, ninety nine times they 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 do go on to win. So uh, yeah, sixty five wins. Uh, that's that's kind of a you know historically a bit of a guarantee that you've got a a, mm-hmm. a, a team that that's going to go all the way. It might have been actually the game six that they should have won. That was really close. I think they might have got trounced in that game seven. Don't quote they did, me. But they I, missed, I can't they, remember. Yeah, but they missed like twenty seven fucking threes in the yes, game yeah, seven. Yeah, they yeah. probably still should have won that one too. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, uh, tough and, luck. And then, uh, and of course, you know, shout out to the uh, the the Spurs of 2016, 67 wins. Uh, yeah, true. But then the the Zaza Pachulia, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah, my, thanks, foot, my foot slipped. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, congratulations to the Suns, first team to clinch the playoffs, uh, and again, uh, definitely the the bona fide title favorites right now uh, in, in the NBA. Uh, mm-hmm. To move on to uh, the starting point guard, uh, who nobody wants to be the starting point guard in the organization, but it's such <laughs> drama filled fucking screw fest that uh, nobody knows what's going on. Uh, but West Brick. Uh, Russell West Matt, is do not crying. shame his name. Oh my God, man, Matt. I. This okay. So for everyone, if somehow you don't know or you haven't heard, just a quick recap: Russell Westbrook is now saying that you know, and, and I also want to get ahead of this part. I don't believe in harassing anybody, let alone people in the public's eye. Like a public, like an athlete. Yes. If you're harassing, sending death threats, stupid shit like that, you're a bum. You're a you loser. You're a bozo. Away. Like uh, chances are, you know, again, as I say, whenever I talk shit about these guys, I always let it be known. If like I, I will say it to their face if it came to it, but I understand. <laughs> I, but listen, but but I, I, I want to be keep, there. I, I'm, I'm keeping. I'm not making this personal. I'm keeping it straight facts yes, and keeping yes. it straight with what's what I'm seeing. And again, I would like to reiterate: these are professional athletes. They would kick the ever-loving shit out of me. It wouldn't even be close. It, like I would get, I would get dummied. With you, it would. That be. being said, I, yeah. That being said, these people that are saying stuff like this, 
they 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 would never do anything like this to no. their face. They would never and, say it. it's all these internet trolls that are you know, know that that the LA basketball is their life. It's not that serious, man. It really no. isn't that serious. But with Russell Westbrook, you got to understand that you know you're going to be trolled. You're going to be made fun of. And, and for a guy who, when Kevin Durant left, was pushing the cupcake nickname yeah. uh, against Kevin Durant, now it's uh, you know the shoes on the other foot, and you're crying and you're complaining and you're using your kids as an excuse, like. Get a yeah. grip. Be a man. Own up to the fact that you suck. You suck right <laughs> now. You are bad, and you are a huge uh, reason yeah, why yeah. your team is bad. And you need to own up to that. <clears throat> I think that he's just digging himself a bigger grave. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, sort of bullying one hundred and one. Like if you uh, yep. if you kind of just let it fall off you, people are less likely to do it. But if you if you come out and say uh, you're you're disrespecting, you know, my family name or you know some bullshit like that. Like, are you kidding me? Uh, do you know how many times people's names have been kind of twisted to sort of sound like they, they it's been way worse than changing the brook uh syllable in your last name to brick like that's so, not even that offensive or, or hor- yeah. like you you uh, any number of you know uh examples come to mind of you know you can change last names to something uh, you know vile or uh, who, it's just it's just ridiculous for him to from from my perspective to for, for him to no it is uh, for sure come out there and 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 talk about that specifically as something that he you just really can't handle if you're talking about people you being genuinely uh kind of worried to bring your kids slash wife to games because people will yell and harass uh them then a hundred percent like that's that's not something anyone should scoff at like that's uh, ridiculous especially mm-hmm. if off the court as well, uh, your your family, uh, you know, kids, uh, wife, whatever it may be, are you know are getting harassed. That those people are fucking idiots. People with yeah. with with no life, uh, you know. Uh, go at Russell Westbrook if if you want, but if, as soon as you as soon as you cross that line to you know someone who is not him, uh, who's related to him, uh, you know, anyone in his family, if you, if you're gonna do that, you're you're a fucking idiot, uh, a loser, um, and you know you don't deserve any of our time or attention. But just just that specific point when he got up in there at the podium and you know sort of making this plea for people to stop calling him Westbrick like I, I, people are going to want to call you that more i know well, i am people are 100% people are going to want to call you that more and russ like man it's i just don't know what what to say with this guy like i it's like yeah. he doesn't understand how you know trolls and, and, and people on the internet especially and you know people who are critics of him how they operate this is just going to add fuel to the fire and like He's literally le- he's letting them know that I hear you and it does and it bug bu- me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Keep going, basically, is what you're saying, Russ. Like I hope you know you're you're just giving these these people the green light to 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 keep it up. And uh, I don't know, I don't know. It's just so many. Like LeBron has had to deal with so many fucking uh, you know nicknames and you know uh, harassment of, of of one type or another. Like every superstar athlete uh, has had their their last name or their name in some way changed. Uh, but you know that that. That doesn't mean Russell Westbrook that you're not still making forty fucking million dollars a year, yes, and that yeah. your family is still going to be you know set for life, and you know your yeah. your kid might be, uh, you know, someone might mention Westbrook to your kid a couple times, but uh, you know you're you 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 I'd still rather I'd, I'd rather people call me uh, you know Flea Brick, uh, and I and I'll have <laughs> you know forty million than uh, you know be be called Fleagle and you know sit here broke in my apartment. So um, yeah, I don't exactly. know. It's, it's just it's. Uh, I, I don't know what to say with with this guy anymore. Again, well, th- crossing the line with the, you know, yes, harassing yeah. anyone but him, harassing him even in general. If you're going to, you know, yell shit at him, especially in the, you know, arenas. We've seen it before, you know, in Utah and in these different places. Uh, if you're going to go at Russell Westbrook, uh, just be prepared that, you know, if, if you were to do that on the street, he could come back and, you know, do he, he'd be in his rights to to say something back uh, to, to you or, or do whatever he, you know, sees fit uh in order to sort of protect himself and his name but russell westbrick you you got to leave that one alone you deserve it quite frankly also uh if that isn't clear already you deserve to be called westbrick you've sucked like shit and you haven't owned <laughs> up to it a single time this season you've done the opposite you've you've made it seem like oh i i, I my, my resume you know i deserve to be out there at the end of the games stop putting fuel to the fire just admit that you're bad and then maybe people will stop and and have some some sympathy for you but you know n- not when you're gonna act like this well and again it's Funny, uh, you know, you brought up LeBron. Like LeBron, you know, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't do this. He doesn't Love handle stuff like this, whatever. bro. He literally, he owned up. Like again, we said Russell Westbrook's on the exact opposite. He's done and said, "Please don't call me this." Like it bugs me. LeBron 
incorporates he's the only one who says hashtag wash king actually yeah. now he's yeah, the only exactly. one that says wash king people were saying that to try and troll him on the internet he thought it was funny and now that's yeah. his thing uh yeah. you know ju- just along with just a kid from akron it's uh yeah. also wash king so it's like there's the the blueprints already set man like lebron could literally just come over and be like hey man um you know if we somehow make the playoffs just go zero dark 30 you'll be cool yeah uh, our zero dark 23 i should say uh but is it zero dark six now i don't know <laughs> yeah um, i think so i guess westbrook is just zero dark brick zero. i don't know um <laughs> it, it's it, it's brutal um but yeah i i don't know again it's it's to the point because you know and the ideas floated around because again the, all the lakers also i mean they're all being prima donnas and divas and they're jawing yeah. with fans like every game yeah, again, yeah if you encourage this if you like if there's footage going around of trevor ariza of lebron of, of westbrook yelling and arguing with fans at games Fans are going to want to do it more because they will be able to interact with you. Maybe they might not even be doing it, you know, to actually be mean or to actually yeah, heckle yeah, you. Exactly. They want to be able to go and say, "Hey, I fucking I, I chirped LeBron. And he told me to shut the fuck up or something." Yeah. Like, I, like people want that. Like, that's going to be a highlight of their life, and it's going to be no moment for you. All you have to do is ignore it, man. Like, uh, again, if they say anything about your your family, whatever, we already seen it with LeBron. Like, he. Like and I mean to be fair, it's LeBron, so he has kind of the more authority to do that. But you yeah. can get people ejected for for things like yeah. this. It's no it's no problem. Like if they step over a line, like there's security there for a reason, and these players yeah. shouldn't have to deal with harassment like that at a game. Um, but but at the same time, it's like if someone's just chirping you, calling you a nickname, calling you whatever, just ignore it, just keep going because now I I really don't ever ever want to have the serious conversation or hear that there's rumblings that they're gonna have to put up like dividers or boards no, or something. No, please, please. That is the yeah that that's just stupid. So you know. Fans, keep it classy, but you know what? Don't hold back. I still, like, it's sports, for the God's sake. Sports have yeah. to have shit talk. It has to have chirping. It has to have, you know, trash talk. We, why would we take that away? It's, yeah. it's it's probably the longest standing tradition that we have. So, the you know, let's, re- let's respect our history here. Um, and, and I to, mean, and, and, and Russ, if, if you don't want us to, you know, at the end of the day, if you don't want us to uh, demean the sanctity of your, your last name, oh, Westbrook, whatever. We, we could make a nickname with your first name. Like, would that be okay with you? Cause then your kids would be out of it. Like, is, is that fine? I don't know. We, we, yep. uh, anyone out there, you know, on Twitter, any of our listeners come up with, you know, a, a way to make Russell sound like uh, a guy who misses a bunch of shots and turns the ball over at every turn. I don't know how, how to, you know, make that happen, but you know, someone creative has got to do it because uh, apparently Westbrook's off the table. It's, it's yeah. too, uh, yeah. it's too sacred. It's too sacred. Big, big bust Russ. How do you like yeah, that? It's, why not? That's all right. It's just something I thought off the top of my head. Big a little sexual, rush. maybe, but uh, you know that's hey, fine too. Sexual. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll figure it out. We'll we'll think of something a little less sexual, man. We'll we'll, <laughs> we'll figure it out. I'm sure it'll all come end up coming back to you. You really got like baby that. fever, Matt. That's uh, too much. You gotta you too gotta much, take maybe. care of this. No, you you again. You don't want to see me as a father at this point. It would be <laughs> just bad. It would be a bad situation. But uh, what we do want to see is the big dog of the month. We know we're pretty much. We're already a good chunk of the way through March. We're late, delayed on this one. Our we bad. were deliberating. We were deliberating. Yeah, it it, yeah, it took was, time. Yeah, this one really There's a took lot time. of different, uh, you know, candidates there at the end. We wanted to make yep. sure we got it right. It was a short month, so there was a short sample size. But, yes. uh, you know, uh, this this month, month of February, joining uh, the prestigious names, which is uh, Jonas Valanciunas, Stephen Adams. Uh, we are now going to be And Kyle Kuzma. And Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma, Kuzma of course. Yes, Kyle Kuzma, a Kuz. big dog of his own, right? Uh, the big dog of the month of February. He averaged 4.6 offensive rebounds per game. Uh, top three, I believe, in uh, that category. He was number two in blocks per game with 2.6 per game. Uh, and was putting up some of the best uh, advanced me- defensive metrics in the entire NBA. Uh, yep. And still is uh, producing those numbers as we speak. Uh, he- he's on one of the best defenses in the NBA. And uh, without further ado, the big dog of the month for the month of February. Time Lord Robert hey. Williams, uh, definitely de- yeah, definitely deserved it. Uh, another, another, uh, another uh, one of his nicknames I just found out from Basketball Reference: Boo Butt, Boo Butt, B O O space B U T T. Would you rather right. have that, Russell Westbrook? You want to be Boo Butt? Yeah, yeah. You want to be? We can do that. Boo Butt Westbrook. That's gonna be a good nickname, actually. <laughs> yeah, why not? But yeah, but- uh, Time Lord, let's go, baby, big dog. Well, I mean, the the Celtics have been so good defensively. It's actually been floated around. Grant Williams went on Twitter and was uh, kind of politicking for his guys, you know, uh, on the Celtics. You know, they were saying, you know, and I, and I have I have seen it past, you know, even just Celtics Twitter. Um, you know, people do think that Robert Williams should be kind of in the defensive player of the year uh, conversation. And I mean, yeah, I, I think yeah. it's kind of the same. 
he is leading the NBA in blocks uh, now. Uh, you know, yes, through, through yeah. this this last week, uh, he's, past your guy uh, in blocks per game. Uh, yes, past my guy. He, he's, um, he injuries derailed this his uh, defensive player of the year um, <laughs> yes, campaign yes. here. He would have won it for sure, but I I think I think that the way that I look at his defensive player of the year candidacy is the same way I look at Jason Tatum's. You can't give the guy the award for half the season. If we want to give him the second half defensive player yeah. of the year, sure, no problem. But the first half of the year, what, what do we do? What are we talking about here? We're, yeah. we're comparing apples to oranges here. It's not the, we're not, it's not the same. Uh, yeah. And it's the same thing with Jason Tatum. You know, he was solid in the first half of the season, but really wasn't anywhere close to the level he's playing at right now. Uh, so that's why, you know, in my mind, unless the Celtics somehow, you know, just absolutely like they don't lose a game to finish the rest of this year. Maybe yeah. then I would consider Jason Tatum for MVP. But right now, you know, he's 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 on the outside looking in. Definitely on that yeah. bubble, but he's not in the top series contenders. No, it's the no. same thing with Robert Williams. I feel, uh, you know, just just coming on strong to end off the year, which is awesome. And I think you know, Celtics fans, again, this is exactly what you want to see. You're peaking at the right time. Yes. Uh, and you know, hopefully, you'll carry this momentum into the playoffs with you. Uh, and you know, all signs are kind of pointing towards that happening. Uh, yeah. And you know, Robert Williams. This could be big for them because we kind of said they need that interior presence. And we were saying, you know, Robert Williams, uh, you know, boo about himself wasn't exactly <laughs> filling those uh, filling that void, filling those shoes. But he's really stepped it up. He's been great, uh, you know, on, on the offensive uh, side of the ball, just crashing the glass. As I said, you know, uh, 4.6 per game. And a lot of those are just put back dunks because he can really get up there and throw those down. Uh, you know, I, I still don't think that he's, you know big enough uh you know to, to stop like a Jokic or an Embiid or a Giannis but yeah. in most situations like again as we said it's looking more and more likely that we're going to be getting a Bulls versus Celtics first round series which will be yeah. nuts oh, um yeah. and I mean Vucevic that's an interesting matchup because you know he's not the most physical imposing center but you know he's got some size to him so I think that's going to be a, a very very interesting matchup to watch and could honestly be a, a determining factor in who walks away victorious in that series yeah, well, we'll see because, you know, as the Celtics have kind of turned their season around and become one of the best, uh, if not the best, uh, well, they have been the best the defensive team, you know, for the past, uh, basically since the start of the calendar year, um, they've, they've been really trying, Ime's been putting, you know, uh, Time Lord on these wings, these these fours and these smaller guys while Horford guards kind of the main post attacker. Um, yeah, and then yeah. that's when, you know, Robert, uh, you know, t- Robert Williams Robert? comes over with uh, Robert. Uh, yeah, we got R. Kelly uh, Williams. But uh, no, <laughs> uh, Time Lord, Time Lord comes over and, you know, he, he, he cleans up, he gets blocks. He's really good at, you know, uh, closing space and closing gaps. And that's been yeah. a really good kind of big defensive combo, uh, you know, for, for the Celtics. Um, and so we'll see, that's why, you know, when we talked about the Celtics recently on one of the last pods, it's just still a lot, uh, you know, you're putting a lot of pressure on Al Horford to sort of be that guy that takes the brunt of it. And then, you know, Robert Williams cleans up and gets the nice defensive stats with the blocks and, and the steals and, and, you know, even some of the rebounds and, and things like that. Uh, it, it works, but I, I just hope for the Celtics sake that, you know, Al Horford can hold up because, you know, if you if you switch that, if if Time Lord becomes your kind of main point of attack post uh, post uh, defender, like if he's going to be the guy always on the Vucevic's, the Embiid's, and and the whatnot, you know, the the kind of cream of the crop of you know good de, uh, offensive centers and yeah, big sort of seven footers, um, uh, you know, through the East. Um, you know, throughout the playoffs, I think, you know, that's where it gets a little bit shaky and we'll see, really see what uh, Time Lord's made of, um, you know, and how well he can handle uh, that. Because right now, you know, he's he's got Horford to work with. They're kind of a twin tower type of defensive mm-hmm. uh, approach there. And, you know, he's 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 great at getting out on guards. You know, he doesn't get burned. He can kind of defend the pick and roll a little bit pretty well. And he's 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 going to be really, really big for them. And, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't put it past him to be able to take that next step, you know, when Horford does need a break to really slide into that main kind of defensive anchor role. Um, and sure. I, I think he's really going to be an X factor for them, uh, you know, going into the playoffs because uh, we we talked about it too. It's the, they, they've got the two wing scorers. They, they've got now, you know, Marcus Smart playing more uh, kind of like a real point guard. They got Derek White. It's their big man rotation that's going to be really tested in the playoffs. Um, and, you know, uh, young players, uh, Time Lord, he's 24. Uh, he's been in the league for a few years now. It's time to really make his mark, and you do that in the playoffs. So we'll, mm-hmm. we'll see what he's made of, but definitely deserves, you know, big dog of the month for now. Uh, he's 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 been on a, you know, hell of a run. Um, and yeah, I mean, defensive player of the year, if, you, if you're going to lead the league in blocks, uh, if, if that's how you're going to finish it out and you've you've got uh, sort of as a team defense, uh, one of the best defenses in the league, then yeah, you can maybe be in the conversation. But I think what the Celtics do is so team oriented defensively that it's hard to kind of make one guy 
sort of stand out. Uh, So I I don't think it's in the cards for him this year, but you know, maybe, maybe down the line in his career, uh, that's something, you know, a a goal he can go and Mm -hmm, try mm -hmm. to attain because uh, he's still got a lot to learn, um, but hell of a young player. The, the, the Celtics, another Eastern conference team, like we keep saying, they're going to be a tough out. I don't want to play these guys uh, that tough defense in the playoffs. Not not a chance. Definitely not. Uh, It's going to be interesting to see how it all shakes out. Maybe an all defensive team. Uh, Nod. Uh, That that could definitely be in the cards for him. I mean, uh, there's going to be six spots up for grabs uh, for the front court. And I, I don't see why he couldn't grab one of those. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Uh, but again, congratulations, time Lord, Robert Williams, uh, boo butt himself, uh, with the big dog of the month of February. And, uh, we will get you guys from March, March 1st, whatever the first ep- or no, April, April 1st. That's an April fools. April really fools. fools. Gotcha. Oh. Uh, but yes, we will get you guys first, uh, first podcast of April. We'll give you the yeah, March. We'll one. We don't want to yeah. keep you waiting this time. No, no, um, no. But uh, something that we don't want you guys to keep us waiting from is following us on social media. Uh, yeah. Go ahead, follow us at Big Dog Ball Talk, TikTok, Facebook. Yeah, YouTube is coming soon. The page yeah. is made. We are just going to be getting our software and everything figured out, and we're going to yeah. let you guys see our, our ugly mugs uh, whenever you want, Monday we'll to Friday. See my hat. We'll be able to see my hat. Yes, my, uh, we would be able to hat. see the hat. Yeah, we'll, uh, I, we'll bring that in there. Yes, we will. I, I might just wear this every pod now. I think yep. it uh, helps me think uh, really staple. tight around my head. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> it's good. It's good. Uh, cuts the restriction off just enough. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, everybody, thank you so much for tuning into another episode of Big Dog Ball Talk. Feel free to share us with uh, friends, family, whoever it may be, other basketball enthusiasts. Uh, share us on your social media as well. It really helps us uh, with growth and, uh, you know, uh, just makes us feel special, makes us feel good. And that's uh, really that's right. all we want. Uh, the whole podcast just inflate our egos, at least on my side. Yeah. Um, so, and the money. Uh, you know, yeah. Oh, Obviously. and the money. I mean, too, too much money. I mean, yeah. I'm, 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 it's hard to even count up, man. Uh, it uh, is. My, I've, I'm actually thinking of icing my wrist. Can you believe it? Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, everybody, uh, you know, thank you for listening to another episode of Big Dog Ball Talk. I'm Matt Icorn with Jordan Flegel. And as my friend Jordan always says. It's a bit of a public service announcement. If you see babies everywhere like Matt does, if, if mm-hmm. you turn a corner, there's a baby, baby. You have baby fever. You need to get in the bedroom right now because it's going to happen, whoa, Matt. Hey, your yo, future, hey, yo, your future whoa, kid, whoa, whoa. Matt, your future kid mm-hmm. who have you decided on a name yet? Uh, Boobot. Boobot. Boobot Icorn. Boobot is inside you right now, just waiting. You gotta go. Where's hey, yo, at? Whoa, 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 whoa. Look, I'm, no, I'm trying to be on, real man. with you, Matt. You 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 have to take advantage of, of, no. of this right now. You're not gonna always have baby fever. You're not gonna always love these kids. Okay? Good, man. Good. You you go, go. No. I don't want to keep you waiting, man. Come on. What do you think? You you to, don't think to, you'd be a good father right now, Matt? You're you're about to ice your wrist. You can you, you can true, spoil your baby. Ice, ice your baby's wrist. To uh to quote the late great Michael Jordan, fuck them kids. <laughs>